Well, hello and happy 4th of July to all of you. It is about 1 p.m. here on the 4th. This, I'll just be very honest, this is going to be a quick podcast. There's two topics I want to talk about, but I do think they're very uh, topical. You know, I hope you guys are listening while you're having an iron and a dog or a burger or whatever. Um, pull back the curtain after I hit the record button and finish and file this. I am going to go with the family on the boat down to the point, float around the rivers during all afternoon, have a couple beverages myself, and then watch the uh, fireworks explode over our heads down at the point. So if you're uh, floating around down there and you happen to see me, give me a toot. Um, let's dig into Steelers, though. So it is... I've often referenced Warren Sharp and his site and, of course, Football Outsiders and all these metrics. And one thing that's becoming very, very clear to me is the best teams, and I, I've told you this, but we haven't talked about it for a while, third downs. The best teams avoid third downs. You get first downs in your first two downs. Third downs don't go well for football, for offenses, you know, like – if you're converting for the season 50% of your third downs, you're at the top of the league. Well, if, if you're getting a first down, you know, if, if, if your success rate's only 50% or lower, well, that's not so great. So don't get the third downs. And all the best teams in the league are really good at early down success rate. What you do on first and second down. So this is really interesting to me, too, because... I also broke it down into just first downs, and this is going to be a kick I'm on heavy, and it really applies to the Steelers. So for the year, EPA, which I still believe is the best metric out there, and uh, you guys don't have to understand it completely, but it, it, it really generates you know what success is on a per play basis. It breaks it down to the lowest number. Oh, by the way, I've told you this, guys, before. But when I look at box scores, you know, Steelers play the Browns and boy, they were 12 out of 18 on third downs. Well, that's a really good success rate. You know, they were at 66%. Yeah, but they got the third down on 18 times. Like the denominator, you know, the numerator is 12 out of 18. The denominator that 18 is almost more important than the percent that you, you get gain first downs on third downs. Stay out of third downs. And sure, there's some games you have to and you get through it. But over the course of the year, if you're snapping the ball a lot on third down, it's going to bite you. So anyway, so EPA per play on just first and second downs for the season, the Steelers were 27th. It's really bad, right? Weeks one through nine, they were 31st. Really bad. You know, terrible. So you're always putting yourself in bad third down situations. So not only are you snapping the ball a ton on third downs, but you're doing it third and longs. I mean, if you're one of the least successful teams in the league on first and second down collectively, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that third downs are frequent and rough. However, and give Matt Canada some credit on this too, in weeks 10 through 17 alone, their early down success rate was 13th best in the league. They stayed ahead of the chains. They were above average. They stayed out of tons of third down situations. So that's very promising to me. And 
we do it all the time with this team. I mean, you almost have to split the, the season up into two different, you know, before the bye and after the bye. And I get that the competition was easier, but the competition they face in the second half of last year isn't easier than the ones, the competition they're facing this year. So, okay. And then here's what I, I thought was extremely interesting is EPA per play just on first downs, which nine out of 10 times is first and 10. You know, I mean, you get to dictate things. You can put whatever personnel out there you want. You didn't just have a negative play. You're not behind the chains. You know, your left tackle didn't just have a holding call or a botch snap or anything like that. So first downs for the season, they were 28th, which similar to the above numbers as they should be. But this is crazy. So from weeks one through nine, they weren't only bad. They were 32nd on first downs by a wide margin. I forget which team was 31. I think it was the Colts, but they were a distant last on first downs before the bye. After the bye, they were 19th, about league average. So that got a little, it got a lot better and went from awful, awful, awful to average, where early down, first and second, went from really bad to slightly above average. So that's progress, but I think this is this is something I'm going to pay a lot of attention to with this Matt Canada-led offense. Is It's easier said than done. It's easy for me to sit here talking into a microphone, stay out of third downs, but the best teams, the best offenses do it. All right, we'll be back in a minute, and then I got a quick little Jalen Warren nugget here for you, too. Warren, this comes from a fantasy site. Um, I forget which one I pulled it out of. And I've mentioned a few times that myself, I think all of you, most of you, didn't appreciate how good Warren was last year. You know, like I looked at him and thought, wow, this is a heck of a find for an undrafted free agent. They got a good number two. And frankly, watching every training camp, camp snap of him, it was obvious day two of we were in Latrobe last year that he's making the team. He's a good player. He's probably better than Benny Snell. So, I mean, it was all positive. But when you look back at some of the metrics and the usage and things of that nature, he was even better. I mean, he really was an effective player. So let me recite a couple things here. So Warren ended last season as a Steelers third down back with the potential for more snaps on early downs. As a rookie, Warren averaged 0.46. I know that doesn't mean anything to you. Avoided tackles per reception, which that was number one of all the 62 running backs that ran at least 110 pass routes or more. Now, I don't know why they picked 110 pass routes, but whatever. If you if you were a running back in the NFL and you went out for a pass 110 times or more, you did not avoid tackles better than Warren. Warren was number one after the catch, avoiding tackles. He wasn't quite as good in the run game, but still solid with his avoided tackles rushing attempt number. That was 16th out of 80. So the 80 running backs that had 35 carries or more last year, 80 of them, he was number 16 in avoiding tackles. It's really good. I mean, we're talking about Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor and the dudes like that ahead of him. 
Um, in this current role, Warren won't have a ton of fantasy value, but there is a chance he starts seeing more early down snaps and he would be an every down back if Najee were to go down with injury. Now, I think it's crazy to talk about Najee, this is kind of a first half, second half thing too, really we talked about in the first half of the podcast. He was not himself. And the more information I get being down at mini camps and OTAs, he was injured and had that plate in his foot for the first half of the season before he got right. So he was much better in the second half of the season. But Warren, his numbers aren't close to what Warren's are in these these numbers. Um, So here's also what their running back usage was last year. And I find this interesting, too, because – as we all know, maybe more than any you know, uh, coach in the league, Mike Tomlin will run the wheels off one guy, whether it was Willie Parker, especially Lev Bell. But there are a lot of instances, if you study it, when it isn't Lev Bell, who at the time was the best back in the league, but he'll use a variety of guys. You know, Remember the Jonathan Dwyer years and things like that. When there wasn't a stud, he mixed it up. So... Here's how their usage was last year. That oh, this is how it ended. I'm sorry. I'm saying these numbers are really low. So from weeks 14 to 18, and Najee was healthy at this point. Warren was a well-known commodity. So in those those games from week 14 on, Harris played 207 snaps. Warren played 116. On those early downs, first and second downs we talked about, Harris was out there for 146 as opposed to 59 for, I'm sorry, 39, 59, I'm sorry, uh, for Warren. Goal line, that's only 18 carries, but it was uh, Harris got 15, two for Warren. Harris is going to be the goal line guy, of course. Two-minute drill, Harris got 20, Warren got seven. Third downs, though, Harris got three, Warren got 42. And remember, I just talked about this third down rant that went on, but their third down conversion percentage was excellent last year. It's just a rough neighborhood to live in. Short yardage, 21 for Harris, six for Warren. So just don't discount what this guy brings to the table, whether it's a compliment, a handcuff to Najee, but his receiving skills, his make-you-miss ability – work on third downs, all near the top of the league, not just, oh, wow, pretty impressive for an undrafted dude. All right, guys, happy fourth. I'll be back tomorrow. Over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.